Hey, hey, welcome guys to episode three of the Black Create Connect podcast with myself. Um, and today I have a very, very special guest with me. She's actually the UK's first black female multi award winning civil, commercial, employment, and workplace mediator, founder of SMG Mediation Limited. Selena Morgan Gale. Hello. Hello. What an amazing intro. Thank you. No, but that, that, that's your that's your LinkedIn um, name. So I have to. I ask Selena, how do you want to be introduced? She's like, yeah, you know, just own of a mediation company. I'm like, no. Tell, first of all, oh, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm feeling great, actually. Yeah. Good. Good. So. I guess we have to start with this um, UK first black female award winning. Talk, talk to us. What, what does this mean? How did you get this? When was it? Um, how I'm still working it out at this point, but no. Um, so in our industry, there's um, a mediation awards and it's the only one in the UK and everyone can enter. So I found out that I was nominated and I was actually going to attend that year for the first time. This is 2018. And I was like, well... I'm a mediator now. I've been doing it for a few years. Let's go to the mediation awards. And then yeah. that gave me an extra reason to go when I found out I was nominated, right? And and then, um, you know, went there, turned up quite late and I'm hearing them read the bio. <laughs> typical. <laughs> typical. <laughs> and I was like, um, I wasn't driving at that time. So I will say that, but I won't say who was driving because, you know, they drove me there. And... Um, I'm just reading the bio, but I just thought it's one of those things. I've never gone to yeah. national mediation awards. Um, so I just thought, you know, they're reading everyone's bio. Mm. I was like, oh, that's really nice. Oh, they said that. And the winner is, and I was like, what, me? It's me. What? It's, it's, it's me. I literally turned up like four minutes into like them actually giving no out the way. bios. And then I won and I was like, Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So it- <laughs> that is, that, okay. So this is in 20, 2018. 2018. Okay. Got nominated, was in and yeah was going anyway my yeah. spirit was telling me I'm a very spiritual person so I was yeah, like yeah. it was moving me to go this year like I've got to find out mm. I'm in the industry what is this all about yeah and um so I had more ammunition to go and then yeah they announced me as being mediation champion of the year Wicked. <laughs> so yeah I That's was amazing. completely like just completely like blown that I was even nominated and, and the amount of times I was as well by different nominations and um yeah UK's first because in my industry it is white male dominated yeah, yeah. um in a lot of industries that's the yeah, case yeah. and um yeah I'm, I'm the first I don't know of any other black female I mean there's not many in my industry I'm the first for a lot of it so I'm setting the mark as well as still growing yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah I take take that award really seriously because it's nice to be acknowledged yeah, I don't, yeah. we don't all need it you know I, I know I was good <laughs> but now I know I'm really good right yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah and the industry felt the same so when did you start your mediation business and what triggered you to start that business right so SMG was born from the fact that I have a son. He's now 10, but at the time he was mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be a handsome mum. I wanted to make sure that I could be there for my son. I oh. could, you know, pick him up from school. Or in that case, it would be nursery. But yeah. when he goes to school, because I was thinking very far ahead, like, oh. okay, he's going to go to school in three years' time. So what are we doing? Or two and a half, depending on when the birthday drops. Um, oh. And I was just thinking, well, I love doing law. I've got a law background. I've studied um, law in university. I went to law school. I've trained up to be a barrister. Um, 
but it just felt like it wasn't going to work Mm-mm. with my son. I was just like, mm, this is going to be long hours. Mm. And I knew that before getting into it and before um, our son was planned. But when you now have a child, I don't know, things just come in. You're like, mm, not sure if this is yeah, yeah, yeah. really what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so that kind of happened. And then there was a breakdown in the relationship between my son and my son's father. Mm. And it was just like, okay, well, I want to be this hands-on mom. I want to make sure that I've got time for my family. Um, but I also want to make sure that I've got me. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to lose you. You know, I love what I do, but at the same time, I don't want it to be a case where I can't pick him up, I can't collect him, or Mm. it's a case where you can, but you've got to just be juggling so much. So I was like, what can I do where I can just love what I do, love Mm. law, love helping people, love Mm. doing that, but also feel like I don't have to sacrifice family time. Um, And I became redundant in 2012, Mm. so that didn't help. And I knew it was kind of coming because I was going to leave my job anywhere. My boss knew that because he knew that I was only really there to kind of help me to go through law school so when it did hit it was kind of bittersweet it was like oh yeah. no what do I do but at the same time you know you're leaving at least and you're having your you know resignation yeah. so I was like okay um but then I just didn't want to give up my CV I was like no this is not that the life process is it's not and I couldn't yeah. I, I just knew I wouldn't be able to find something like 10 till 2 yeah you know finding that great yeah. job where you'll be able to do that so I didn't and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take on this accreditation course. It was literally just as an extra thing to put on your CV. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, yeah, you might need it. Like, look good. And then I realised, like, you know, mediation is a really great thing. Yeah. And I just, I just had this like connection. Like, I literally just sat down, and I felt like God just sent me this sign. And was like, this is what you need to do. And right. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this but it seems like it's something amazing. And then something kept saying to me, like in 10 years time, this is going to be something big. Why wait until then when you can be a part of it now? That's all I got. That was the download I got. Yeah, but where where (laughs) did that come from? Like, was it a person? Was it just an experience? Like what was- It was me wanting to make sure that I didn't have to sacrifice anything. I was Mm. like, I believe that you can have this quote unquote work-life balance. Mm. I believe that you can love what you do while still being this family person. Mm. And I think God knew that because he was tapping into me and simply saying, you can do this. Mm. You don't understand what's going on now. Mm. And I don't question it. I'm Mm. a certain person where I just live and trust on my gut. Um, And that's all I got. I didn't get anything else. Not to know that um, obviously now eight years down the line that especially through a pandemic, my services were seriously needed. And I as a person was needed. And I think that's what he was telling me. And I just believe that you shouldn't jump on things like later on. If it's here now, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't understand it. It's a bit like the online, no one got it. But I started the whole business online mediation. That's where I was going. So I was like, you know, so that's where it really started. It was like, I've got made redundant. I want to make sure that I can balance the two. Um, I need to be able to have, you know, make money. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I want to make sure that I can do something that I love. Mm. And that's what I ended up doing. And then in 2014, I was like a year after getting the accreditation. I was just like, let me open up the business. I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm. I only had my sister my oldest sister who was running in business Mm. nobody in my family was really doing it Mm. but I was like this is what I want to do and there's no plan b so you gotta go full swing with a (laughs) that's what I did I was like well we got we got Bell here because I got a whole child on my hip (laughs) (laughs) I need my coins (laughs) you know I need to live he needs to eat and it was just like you know what I want to be happy yeah yeah, you know I choose happiness I choose me I choose you know, having it, so to speak, all. I'm not saying there isn't any sacrifices, but for me, I just felt like I didn't want that to be a case, coming home late, not picking him up, missing stuff. Yeah. I don't miss anything. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm literally always there. I love you that. Know? So yeah, that's how it was. 2014, been doing it nearly eight years in September. 
That's amazing. <laughs> and the thing, first of all, hats off to you Thank for you. being able to actually accomplish that because I feel like that's something that I think about for the future. I think I really want to have kids, but I want to be a present mum. Yeah. But I still want to be a boss mm. and I still want to make money. <laughs> but I still want to have me time. And there's all these different things that mm. the world tells you you can't do together but I can conf- well you can confirm it, yeah, it can happen it can happen <laughs> it, it can really happen. can happen and I think with passion and I think also with purpose for me I know I'm living in my purpose so I feel I like that. don't get me wrong you still have challenges yeah. but the challenges are very different if you're just fighting against the grain right yeah and God knew in my heart that I wanted to be this top barrister. Yeah. But I think he also knew that I just didn't have the stomach for it. Yeah. You know, the the morality, the integrity that I would have to lose. Yeah. And, and that's not to say every barrister's like that, but I've seen what it does to you. And I think he just looked at it and was like, this ain't going to be for you. This is where you need to go. Because I had no idea about mediation. It was literally, ask anyone from minute, you know, I wanted to, or someone said, would you want to be? Even though I don't totally agree with that phrase. It was, I want to be a barrister. From young. From young. That's what you were saying. That was nothing else. So, for those that don't know, because I actually had no idea. I remember when I was listening, I was like, mediation? What's, what does that mean? What is that? Meditation, mediation. I'm like, no, drop the tea. There's no tea. You know, we get it all the time. It's fine. But, it, you know, it works together. Meditation yeah. with a bit of mediation, I'm sure. You'll be fine. So, so for, for those that don't know, and for me, slightly, um, this. Talk to us about what mediation is and why it's of value to a business. Right. So mediation basically is allowing somebody to come in, a third party, neutral third party, Mm. to come in and support you in your dispute. So Mm. that dispute can be with a landlord and tenant. That dispute can be with employee, employee. That can be senior leaders. Mm. That can be employees together that want to work in a team. It's helping you to resolve your dispute without, number one, going to court. We know that most disputes end up in court. Mm. That's the natural way, or was, Mm. should I say, the natural way of most disputes going into court. So we're here to support you through your dispute so you get to choose what you want the outcome to be by doing it in a private setting, confidential, you choosing what you want the outcome to be, cost-effective too, and just allowing that process to be more natural. And and, and I would say in a place where you're in control. Mm. In court, it's one person, you know, Bless them, looking at some paperwork, looking at evidence mm, and simply mm, saying who's right and who's wrong. Mm. In mediation, you're not doing that. You're not simply saying who's right and who's wrong. What do you both want and how do we get there? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, bringing those issues to forefront and saying, let's talk about this. What can we do? And sometimes you need somebody outside of it, but mm. where you're not judging you or giving your opinions on what you should do. It's just yeah. like, okay, it's helping and guiding you to that point. So mediation is basically resolving your dispute without having to attend a court in a private and confidential setting. Do you know what? I actually love that whole concept that you've just described because I feel like when you take someone to court, it's almost like damage undone. It's it's like, you're taking me to court. Like, that's like It can be acrimonious because it's like, how dare you? You you can imagine getting those documents coming from... Who, what? Did I do something wrong? Yeah, like, pretty much, yeah. If it's obviously family court, yeah, when you're going through a divorce, you will be served. But in other courts, you know, if it's a civil case, then no, you just get documents sent to your home. And it just... It just tears you apart it because, does, yeah. you know, bless these solicitors and barristers, they do great jobs. But at mm. the same time, because that process is so acrimonious, it can make you feel as if like you're pulling each other apart. Yeah. And sometimes that solicitor is there to 
you know, obviously do the best interest of their client, but then sometimes that also affects the other party because mm. they're so homebound on making sure they get what they want. Mm. You're really forgetting a whole nother side. Yeah. And, you know, that walks me into me being Libra. I mean, as much as nothing can Shout be... Shout out Libra gang. Libra gang! <laughs> um, can be completely split in the middle of being fair, but it allows a fairer, yeah. you know, process. I say that because I think it's pretty much fair, really. If you're both deciding what you want, how can it not be? Yeah. But let's just say for sake, it's a fairer process in that you can get to choose that as opposed to who's got the best lawyers, who's got the most expensive ones, who's got the best argument. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Your argument could be weak or not, what do you need, you know? And then that mediator can balance that because sometimes people have stronger personalities, right? Yeah. And as a mediator, for me, and I can't say every single mediator, but for me, I can see that and walk into a room and go, okay, that's a stronger personality, that's fine. However, I don't want it to overshadow the person that's quiet right, because then right, you right. are in a situation like I'm having mediation but like why don't I just go to court because you, you didn't hear me because I'm the one quiet in the back yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the same way the loudest one can bring other things such as you know them you looking at them and thinking oh you know they're loud and they're confident sometimes it's not it's covered by other things yeah. these are things I look at as a yeah. mediator um, I've not been trained in psychotherapy or counselling but I feel like those are the kind of holistic the ways traits, that yeah. you know that I look at and that's the sort of person I am so yeah. Yeah, it won't yeah. leave me, so. <laughs> really, really random. As you were talking, I was thinking, um, within your friendship groups, do you find that you automatically take that role as the mediator in all in, in, in most situations? I'm a sign, and that's without me becoming a media because I've only been doing that nearly eight years of my life. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it's my character, mm. and I don't know if it's to do with the star signs and the planets. I mean, I believe in a lot of those stuff, but mm. I generally that is that is who I am. Like, yeah. I literally are probably the least person that's had arguments, and even really? with people like groups of friends who are like, I may not particularly like this person, but I seem to have relationships where I could like the person that's dislike and also like the person that's loved and never feel like mm, yeah. Selena betraying me Selena you know saying whatever in regards to how I am as a person yeah. or any information they just yeah. the trust is there so I'm like a walking vault yeah, yeah. you know what, you know what? It, it must be a Libra thing because like... I'm, I'm very very similar like mm. I can literally be friends and it's, it's strange but you know, if two people are, you know, are in dispute, <laughs> I can still be cool with both of them individually and not even talk about what their not dispute exactly. is. Exactly. Just have that individual relationship. Just have that relationship. Like, I need to be talking about your business. Okay, well, yeah. you're not cool, but we're cool. Yeah. Ex- just concentrate yeah, on what's going yeah, on here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, maybe it's just a knack that we have. Yeah. It's, it's a, I'm in the right field. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in, you're in the right field, most, I mean, yeah. most definitely. So, okay. So in regards to the type of cases that you deal with, mm-hmm. are they all corporate or most, some of them personal? Um, do you specialise? in a particular area of mediation? So they're a mixture. So we're probably one of the practices that just have an array of different areas. Normally a practice have like specialising one niche Mm. and we decided to do it all, right? Because I'm like... I want to make sure. We can do it all. We can do it all. I like all the areas. (laughs) Is there preferences in that sense because I'm drawn to it a little bit more or what's going on now? I would say, yeah. But um, there aren't always corporate cases. There are, you know, civil cases. There are family cases as well that we deal Mm, with. mm. Um, Like I said, the branches under family will be divorce, separation, child Mm. arrangement. You've got employment cases where there's unfair dismissal, disciplinary grievances. And then um, workplaces, it's just normally when there's like issues in the workplace. So nobody wants to get rid of anyone. We need you, Selena, to come in because these two people are high, you know, senior level yeah. and they need to work together. Yeah. So that's when it comes in corporate. And then the civil commercials like, you know, contracts, if there's
there's a breach of contracts or anything. So um, the areas I enjoy them more, but specifically more employment. I feel like there's so many issues there. There's so many procedures that doesn't really entirely support the whole thing, let alone especially employees. Yeah. And I feel like that gives it a more of a fine balance yeah. um, in that. So um, yeah, and I just enjoy doing that in law school, if I'm honest, I really did. But yeah, I'm, I like them all. And okay. I just, I'm here to appreciate the fact is I can just support anybody. I love that. I love that. So just for those who want to use her services, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be plugging afterwards, but we're going to delve in deeper more on the employment side of things. So the HR side of things. Naturally, because I'm in mm. talent acquisition and, you know, in mm. business, I'd, I'd, I'd like to understand um, if you've dealt with many discrimination cases at all, where you've had to be a mediator, in particular, even with race in general. Well, yes. I would Ooh. say more recently, especially in the last like few years, it's been become more recently because I think more people are more bound and even I say more businesses are more bound to actually say, look, we want to do diversity inclusion yeah, and well-being yeah, yeah. and you've got all these managers popping up now with all these titles um, to really support that in a willing and sometimes unwilling way because yeah. it's just like, you know, it's a trend. Thing, yeah. So, um, yeah, so race is definitely and more so what I'm finding because I am a black mediator, other than just you're amazing, you know, they tell me that too and the accolades it's because of how I look yeah we need you and and this is you know why organizations come into me and being honest and I asked them if they don't anyway like why did you pick me like why yeah. why is it me um and they would tell you know at the end of the day we've seen it we've been referred it generally is a referral they wouldn't just yeah. you know come most of them but it's also because of they want a black mediator yeah. we want to balance this out so it's either a co-mediation or they say we want you to be the mediator because you have you know you share that with one of the employees right. in our in the community. So um, yeah, that's that's how I really get the work. So I think it is that it's it's them knowing that it's important, and maybe the person mm. that she said to me, it's important that I have somebody that looks like me in the room. Mm. You know, mm. and that's where I feel like that's what you know God was saying to me because yeah. there isn't. Sometimes it can be a very um, I say I'm not lonely, but I'm alone. <laughs> in the industry yeah. because I'm setting that pave and I don't know anyone else other than one other black guy but there isn't any female so you know it's it's lovely to have that but equally if that's part of my purpose to break through for others then it's amazing to have yeah it really is yeah, yeah. but the thing is you play an instrumental part especially for businesses as well where a lot of them don't have representation in senior leadership where they can have different perspectives mm. and they can have someone that can be that middle ground like so it's it's incredible that that you're you are the person and you are black. Just to also touch on specific cases, I know you can't probably go into anything in detail, but have you dealt with a sensitive case where you've personally felt like, nah, this person was out of order, out of line? But then you have to be your professional self. Well, I try. I try very hard. Obviously, we're human beings, right? Yeah. And I think for me as well, because I have a legal background, it's very difficult to be like, well, that was going to cool, you know. But I'm here and I wear a hat and I'm very, very profound and I'm just so locked into my integrity. So when I'm wearing that hat, I ain't trying to think of really too much. Well, if mm. this don't go down, that person can do this, this and that. Mm. What happens now? I start. I try to stay present. Um, but yeah, I did. I have, you know, race issues more so recently mm. um, where I'm called into it. And I had the biggest one I had was the 12 party mediation. What's and that? what it basically means is 12 people involved. So in an huh? organization. <laughs> So you, know. you was in a room of 12 people that disagreed with each other or was Basically. it six Generally, six or? there's like normally like, you know, one or two in there, but it's like 12. a whole group of them. Because when you think about it in like leadership roles, there's like a team, right? Yeah. Um, and that team could be whether it's online or offline or in, in, a, in a 
what do you call it, um, an office, and they have to work together. So even if the issue isn't per se specifically between each other, it's mm. like, well, how do we still work? Because that issue with X is a problem with Y, mm. and now the rest of us have, have a problem because you two are not working together. Mm. So you have to bring in the whole team, right? Mm. Um, so that's where it comes in. So yeah, there were some race issues in that particular case in regards to one of the senior leaders not coming off you know, in a certain way to the rest of the group, and even the ones that were, you know, White in that you know situation, we're feeling like yeah, there is there's some little you know slurs here that are coming mm, out and we don't mm, like. So yeah, I do deal with a lot of race issues mm. where you know those people are feeling like there's microaggressions. There mm, are mm, you know um, there are times where that person doesn't understand you know their white supremacy, so mm. to speak, and you have to kind of give that voice. But there haven't really been situations where. I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, they're out of order because I really try to stay present in like, mm. what is that person going through? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, and I know it sounds bad, is ignorance. Yeah, you're Sometimes right. Sometimes that person is really yeah. trying and they just don't get they it don't because get, yeah. you have to understand their upbringing is different, right? Yeah. And they can be told all their life this and what they see on TV, but if yeah. they don't really understand it or feel it or even seek to have that um, information, yeah. then I just go, it's not like I pity them, but I just mm. simply go, okay, she doesn't, let's not make that personal. Mm -hmm. I, that's not going to help me sort this out if I'm over here, right? Yeah. So I got to try and stay in the middle as exactly. much as possible. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously there are things that affect me because you know of the color of my skin, and if that person's going for a similar thing, and I may have gone for it, and just have mm. that simple empathy. Absolutely, mm. I'm going to connect with them. And see, I, the thing is, I actually had to learn that um, in my career where I dealt with. Um, so I do like DNI consultant on the side, mm. right? And there was um, a situation that happened where someone was being, you know, like was showing microaggressions towards candidates in the process. And because the candidate was a black woman, I was really, I approached it with vim. <laughs> and no, I approached it with vim. I was like, how dare they and this. And even in the meeting, mm -hmm. it was a very unhelpful meeting because I was, I took it personal. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I um, came away from that, I reflected and then I had individual conversations with um, each of the people that were involved in the, in the process and listened to them and understood their perspective where I realised they were just ignorant. They literally didn't understand. And it's re it's really hard for a lot of black people to hear this mm. because black people feel like they should know and they should see what we've gone through and they should know. But actually, I'm not excusing it, it's completely wrong, but a lot, a lot of them have, just don't have their experiences. I remember actually mm. when... Um, the Black Lives Matter campaign happened. Um, one of my colleagues, um, who's white, called me and was like to me, sorry, what is, why is all these campaigns happening? Like, what's the actual problem here? And I'm, I'm actually okay with her calling me mm, and asking me, mm. but I know for a fact that a lot of black people would have been like, are you crazy? Yeah, why am I here <laughs> to teach you, right? Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. dare you? Yeah. It, it can be, I mean, it, it depends. Because I had, you know, some of my white friends, you know, come and just say like, what can we do? And what does this mean? Or what is your take? And they, because they know I generally have a take on everything, yeah. right? Um, but at the same time, there's that balance between, do you know what? I'm glad you're asking me because yeah. at the end of the day, you're not just sitting there. You're not just acting like it doesn't exist. Yeah. But there's, there's that other branch of going, why am I the one that has to teach you? Yeah. 
yeah. you know, and why now be, when it's in the midst of it? I'm, I'm trying to hurt, right? I'm mm. trying to just deal with it myself. I'm going through pain, but I've got to sit here and teach you. Mm. And I think there's that, that stem of well, where we shouldn't keep having to teach you yeah. what you should already know. Yeah. We shouldn't have to keep teaching you something that you can seek. The evidence is there, the information is there. Um, and I just think it's a personal thing. You have to take on that duty and just take it as you come. Like I don't branch every single person coming to me and saying, oh, great, there's another one coming yeah. today to ask me. At the end of the day, I always think it's great to seek information. Mm. Does it have to come from you? Absolutely no, but mm. it's a personal choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. I mean, me personally, I'm always happy to have a conversation, but that's just because... Um, I'm a conversationalist. <laughs> but if you're not that person, you might be <laughs> yeah, like, great, yeah, yeah, here we go. But for the majority <laughs> of the time, I, I remember being on Clubhouse um, a couple of years ago and most black people were not okay with it. Yeah. They, they were like, no, go and do your research. But I guess for some people, the research is having conversations. Some some people, not all. Some people, it's, it's reading online. Some people, it's watching a documentary or a mm. film. And I'm okay to be a part of that process. But anyway, mm. enough about mm. uh, me and that. It's about you. And I think so, it's also how it's depicted, isn't it? Because somebody could have said, well, I did watch that, you know, exactly. whatever film or, and you're like, actually, I'd rather you come to me. Let me tell you this L- and Let that. me explain so it So it's hard because some of the yeah. things you think, mm, would you get the full picture if you, whatever it was you're watching, yeah. I can't think of a, a film right now um, that I can think of that wasn't depicted well. But say like it wasn't, you're just like, oh God, I'd, I'd wish you come to me and ask. Yeah. Because that yeah. one, that, that wasn't it. If that's, especially <laughs> if that's the first one you watched, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, I mean, I remember this, um, the same white colleague, she even asked me, she was like, but how do you know that George Floyd got killed because he was black? And I was like, oh, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl <laughs> I know you know because I saw what happened but you know yeah. that, you're just like oh no yeah, 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 yeah. literally they, yeah yeah yes but anyway but so on I guess on the whole the mediation thing so you've dealt with race what other type of um I know you said you said you do family things but what yeah. other things in the workplace kind of come up um that's quite that's a common thing that's that's a common I would say um apart from the I suppose the, the microaggressions working with people it's mainly that I deal with that we've got a whole team or we've got two people that need to work together and mm. how do we get them to work together because it's some of the communication style, mm. it's their value systems, it's the fact that even now, like working online and, you know, they, they, they both work together but they've got a team. So, mm. you know, it might be two senior leaders and they've got a team of 10, mm. they've got a team of 10 and then you're trying to make them work together and mm. in two different countries. So it may not be completely like a race but they might creep in. Is it because this one's from Slovakia? This yeah. one's from London? Like, you just don't know. So that, mm. so it comes on, it's the distance and the geographical distance in their um in them working together mm. i would say also in a sense of maybe gender like it might be mm. a senior leader or a certain gender and it's just like i don't know if that really works for us mm. um other things if it's a case of them having maybe sickness and illness and it's just like brought up now it's like oh because i keep getting ill because of work you know they're oh. talking about disciplinary procedures because someone's sick yeah like sometimes that can flag a lot of things in a little company if you're sick for a certain amount of time it's almost like they cap it like after that mm, that's going to trigger a disciplinary so that's oh. why i'm kind of brought in to say look we're on the verge of doing that but we don't want to generally the cases i get is the ones they don't want to lose it's not like we're trying to sack them or anything it's just like but what do we do because this is putting a strain on the business and whilst we understand and also want to accept that person needs to get better and we don't want to cause any more you know disruption but at this equally that's affecting the rest of the team so those are the kind of cases i get um if there's like you know unfair dismissal looking like it's going down that route um that's another area as well um 
that we we get inside the workplace but yeah it's normally team okay. or just people working together that can't work together so is it is it the business that calls you or the person so say say both. oh so so, I, so I can say both. i've got a problem with my employer can you come in and help absolutely me sort this out? yeah because we help okay. both like obviously if we just said oh we're checking employee that make us one-sided so this employer come in and say look there is a problem and if they didn't right. believe there was a problem there's a problem because there's been a complaint so to speak so it's that um so they would call us as an employer to simply say there's a problem with x and y and we need you to come in to work with them to resolve this dispute mm. equally an employee can be like you know what i think you know my boss is going to get me out you know what do really? i do help me um i've got you know something going on next week would you be able to attend and i can call their employer and say look you can see that you've got an issue going on here would you oh. enable us to come in and support you both it's always both it doesn't matter yeah. who calls because someone has to instigate yeah, it right yeah. um but it's a case of them understanding that the process is a overall process and it's for both of you but one person has to initiate that call i wish i knew you before like everyone wish, uses that line wish, where were you no i wish I, <laughs> because because there's been times where i've been stuck Mm. In, the, in, the, in the you know in a work situation where I, f- I felt picked on I mm. felt microaggressions and I feel like HR's not helping and I, I don't really want to go to a lawyer because that's a bit it's long it just, it just and it just long, feels like the gap's call. bigger it's like we went from HR to there and that's yeah. what it is and that's where we bridge that gap and generally there are sometimes even internal mediators but yet again like what you said you don't feel HR's on your team a lot of the employees yeah. don't that I speak to because they're like well they work for the company exactly. so regardless if they're coming in at a certain angle yeah. their check's coming from there but then also so that could be considered in my sense where they thought, oh, because the company's paying for me to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But the company's paying for me to be there to support you as yeah, well. Yeah. So it's not a case where I can be, you know, my view or my position can be jeopardized because yeah. they're paying my check yeah. because at the end of the day, it doesn't serve me or even serve you both for yeah. me to take one side or the other. Right. Um, but yeah, those are the kind of things that, you know, you come in with because the HR isn't always there and that's mm. where you need an external person mm. such as a mediator to come in to say, look, can you support with the HR? Mm. Because there are a lot of employees that feel that way, like mm. HR's just not for me. Mm. They don't feel like, even if they're as pleasant as they are, it's nothing mm. to do with their nature. Um, mm. I think it's more to do with their title. <laughs> so with, um, sorry, just, can I ask about cost? Yeah. Okay, so if someone's out there and they feel like they don't have any support and they want to call you for their services, first of all, does the business pay for it or do they personally pay pay for the mediator if an employee employee calls you so if an employee is calling us it would be a case of them saying what does your does your work know that this is going on so right. to speak that you're feeling it because we don't know what stage is that so we'll have to find out what stage is that if he's like no it's going on the complaint's gone in i've got a meeting next week i need your mm. support and assistance mm. um so it's more to do with them um contacting us and we saying can we have permission to contact them mm. so we'd ask them to fill out what's called a mediation referral form mm. i'd need that because that gives me consent to contact them doesn't mean that they're definitely going to have the mediation mm. but it means that i can contact them um but prior to that there would be with the person who contacted me a free consultation not all mediations do that but we do (laughs) so we give them 30 minutes just to really get the background of what's Mm, going on mm, so mm. we're not going what you said just thinking oh my gosh the cost how much is this going to be you get that complimentary call you get it to be understood the process and then contact the other side and then once we've contacted the other side we can move forward to simply say do you want us the other side whether it's the employer the employee has to say yes to it. Yeah, it has yeah, to be yeah. both of you saying. I say two because obviously yeah. I've had twelve party mediations, but generally there has to be at least two people, right? Yeah, yeah. And if they don't say yes 
to it, then there isn't no mediation. Mm. Um, there are changes where it's becoming more mandatory, where in a sense where the judges are, if it does go to litigation or employment tribunal in this case, where judges are simply saying, look, you haven't tried mediation, you need to go back and do it. Even though it's not mandatory that you have to do it, the way in which they sign off is kind of like, do that first and come back. Mm. There are some cases where they won't actually accept your claim in any employment tribunal or court because you haven't tried mediation. Oh, really? So, and that's something I would say to like, do you really oh, want to go down I that see. route? Number one, because it's costly. Number two, because you could be back here. Number mm. three, how much control do you have over that? Mm. So these are the kind of things I let them know because if they don't know mediation or don't understand how it works or how I work, mm. they're going to be like, well, of course, that's what you do. Like, yeah. okay, they didn't work. Okay, if they want to, we're going to get rid of them. We've done everything we need to. Yeah. And then they realise they haven't and they're in employment tribunal, wow. right? And on average, you're looking at at least 25K, you know, just for a two three days so what's the what's the cost range for to, to get an to get an immediate if they wanted to get one in long term so it, and how long does it take as well right so it all depends like most times with mediations you're looking at a few hours up until like two days okay. so within two days that dispute is gone dusted nobody knows about it because you know, there's no public records because yeah, in court yeah. there is yeah. and then pricing also depends it depends on the mediator's skills experience I mean you think about all around it's like you get employed for a job right it depends where you fit in that mm. you know in that bracket um, so with our mediations they range the family mediation works a little bit differently in mm. that it's an hour and a half session and that is normally kept between about 200 to about 600 pounds it all mm. depends if there's a co-mediation meaning two people right. actually mediating with the 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 parties if it's employment um if it's workplace that range will be about 1500 to about two and a half thousand okay. for the two days or okay. over the two days um that pricing depends obviously on how many parties that involved because that yeah. could go up or down um yeah. generally it probably go up if there yeah. is more parties involved yeah. and then um contract and i'll say civil commercial mediation that depends because that's normally the value so the value of that dispute is fifty thousand. if it's a hundred thousand it can range from like two and a half four to about ten thousand pounds and yeah. that would have to be a quote based on that specific so yeah. the quote is based on all the issue and yeah. or the amount of value of that dispute nah selena you're making <laughs> money then <laughs> selena, selena's over here i try, I try to i try to and i think it's worth it because like i said like you go to court 25k yeah. and then you just pay somebody that's yeah. gonna support you you control it for two and a half grand yeah yeah like yeah. make it make sense it makes yeah sense. exactly exactly <laughs> exactly know? so just um i guess from your experience as well you said that this industry is quite of a white male dominated industry mm -hmm. how have you found your own personal experiences navigating your way gaining respect you know getting through the, the door of some of these businesses mm -hmm. have you is it been an easy ride what's What's oh no, definitely not. I mean, I mean, people look at me. Oh, you've you know made it. I mean, to some degree, obviously, a level of success is always differs depending on the person you're talking to, yeah. right? And that's not to say I don't think I'm successful, but I also feel like there's so many things and so much more things I want to do. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is this is scraping it to me. Um, in the in the way of the industry, I think they've been quite forthcoming. I think because I've just kind of broken down and be like, here I am. This is what I do, and just promoting. You've literally got to be like your biggest promoter, mm. and unless you're doing that, you're not going to break through. And I think that's mm. how I ended up winning the award because mm. compared to some of the other people that was definitely in that category, mm. I sit there and go, what? <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. But I think because of sort of things that I've done and they've seen it in a short space of time and I've really been my own like flag, you know, really you have holding to be. it. Like, no one else is do literally. It yeah, yeah. I think they looked at it like, how did she do that? Oh yeah, I like that about her. So you've really just got to be really your own person yeah. and just don't allow anything and don't follow things. Like even with my branding, like my colors are purple. I've purposely done that because spiritually. 
at the end of the day, most people say, why don't you go with black and red? Or why don't you go with, you know, just blue and white? And that's fine. Like, mm. I love blue as well. Mm. But my thing was like, I need something to relate to me. So mm. I'm going to break it. Even when I've done business cards at the beginning, mm. I put my picture in. People are like, people don't do that. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah, You've just got to yeah. set your own mark yeah. and just be comfortable in it. Yeah. Um, the industry has been welcoming in that because I was part of Mediation Awareness Week, which is the first Mediation Awareness Week where you talk about mediation and get people mm. involved. That helped me to kind of break it because then I was with some of the leaders in there. Mm. Um, so that helped as well. But um, it's been okay. I've had my own issues, so to speak, or challenges mm. in regards to the industry because I still get some of those microaggressions. Um, but equally, I just focus on me, if I'm honest, yeah. and just do my thing. And I'm in my... I wouldn't like to say I'm in my lane, but I'm in my lane because yeah, I believe that, I don't I know, that, that lane thing, I'm like, mm, I, what should you be in your lane? Listen, I can be in all of them, but generally I'm in my lane in the sense of how I do things. Yeah. So that's how I found it and that's what I'm doing. So is, is that your general um, coping mechanism? When you come across challenges or microaggressions, do you just think, I'm in my own lane, I'm doing me? I'm just doing me. And I just feel like, you know what I always say, and like I said, I bring back to the spiritual again, like, am I hurting anybody? Like, am I doing anything with malice? Yeah. No. So, so I like, can't really think and concentrate on your baggage because everyone yeah, brings baggage. Everyone's yeah. got it, right? Trauma. And I think sometimes I go, you know what? And I literally done this the other day because I had an organization made me feel as if I'd done something wrong. It was a co mediation, and the client, who was white, um, and it was two females, particularly wanted my mediation style as well as me as a mediator. Right. Not just Millie because I was black, but that helped, right? Because mm. it was a race um, issue. Mm. And the person I was actually working, with um was hugely offended and it made it feel like it was my fault and I was like well hold on I didn't ask they were offended they asked me to do the work so I understand we're co-mediating yeah but it's not my fault that they would want me so mm. I just think you have to just give person that their luggage and say you know it's okay for you to be upset yeah but that's yours yeah, yeah and yeah. it's not mine and that's it yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I definitely hear you. So I guess for those people out there that are that don't have the funds to pay for a mediator mm. and they're going through like troubles at work, whether whether it's that they if they find it difficult to break mm. through and get to the next level, they've got a blocker manager, they they have imposter syndrome. Mm. How would you advise they best deal? Are there things they can do themselves to deal with problems that they're going through without going to a mediator? I think they can just, I mean, it's hard because obviously if you've got yeah. somebody saying to you or, or you telling yeah. yourself that I'm going for it, but I would definitely say go to a mediator. I would yeah. say you can call me because we do complimentary calls. Yeah. I've had many people say to me, Selena, just having a conversation with you for half an hour yeah. is like just been so great. Some people yeah. that have even been on medication said I can sleep better tonight. Yeah. I don't know if it's the way I do it because I'm very holistic, yeah. but I just think have that conversation. Go to services that are free. There's Citizens Advice Bureau. There's so many different services you can speak. Whether or not you'll get the empathy, the understanding, the yeah. Information yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledge without paying, but I think it comes to a point where you're gonna have to pay up to yeah, a point. yeah, yeah. To, you can't to get expect the help it. That you need. But if you want to be able to, you know, think about and discuss it, then I would just say me or any other service that offers any complimentary calls, then just give them a call. Okay, perfect. And and just to touch on the spiritual side of things as well, you mentioned that you know you're quite spiritual, which I am as well, actually. Mm. To be to be fair with you, so what is it? Are there any spiritual practices or anything at all that you would for those that are interested? Yeah, or for all the believers out there. Yeah, I would definitely say. Um, affirmations and declarations and I'll yeah. say more de declare it because if you affirm it it's something you want to be when you declare it that's who you are right and you have to speak as if you are right now so I speak in a very much first person I am I am oh. I actually have rituals that I've written down even if, if I'm already that person it grows me to become it even more and if I'm not then it, it's almost like asking the universe to feed that into you oh. so feeding kindness speak kind to yourself oh. I think it's so hard these days we have these voice in our head oh. and it's just like I'm this I'm that oh. something goes wrong I'm 
And I'm just like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can still have a down day and still be an amazing person, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think speak goodness into you, have good conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say do rituals every single day. Whether you're a believer or not, you can just say this out loud. You don't yeah, have to believe yeah, in anything. Yeah. You can just say it. Yeah. But believe in yourself. Yeah. Because exactly. if you don't believe and value yourself, you're asking somebody to value you and put money into you yeah. and you don't have it. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, there are going to be times where people don't see that value, even though you, it's clearly there. Mm. But if you speak it enough, you will get it. So that's what I do. Meditation is another thing. Exercise, I always do that. Like, in fact, I haven't done it in the last week, but that was another story why I didn't do it at that time. Because <laughs> yeah. I was doing other things and sometimes yeah. I fall off, but I don't beat myself up. Mm. I go, okay, I didn't do it that week, next week. Um, another thing for me is singing and dancing. I absolutely love doing that. So just doing things that are fun. Whatever it is that's yeah, fun, bring that yeah. laughter, bring that happiness. Yeah. And it changes the energy. Because that's where a lot of, I find from a lot of my clients is where it lays a lot of the problems. Mm, it's mm. not just the issue you're going through, mm. but it's the energy you're feeding it. Yeah. So yeah, feeding the yeah. right energy, yeah. fill your own cup. I always say before you give it to someone else, my thing is praying in the morning. 100%. Sometimes I don't always do it first, but I say to myself, my day changes. It does. I feel like when I don't yeah. pray first, I'm like, yeah, why is it? Yeah. It's, it's not off, off, but I'm like, it's a little bit. And I'm like, okay, okay, God. Yeah, I see. I didn't yeah. do it. So whatever it is to bring you that light, bring yeah. you that energy, yeah, yeah. give it to yourself first. So then mm. if anyone takes it from you, which they will, because you families and friends right that have got things it won't feel so heavy because you fed yourself before you gave to someone else I love that that's such a that's such a sweet (laughs) note to to kind of wrap up on as well like I really appreciate you kind of putting that out there but I I completely agree with you Mm. the same thing with the prayers um as well as affirmations also visualizing like I've been I've been trying that recently and I feel like the more I visualize the more I believe what I actually want to happen if that makes sense. And put it in front of you because like, I've got a vision board right on top of my desk and mm. I literally have it on my phone as well and like I have my son as well so I put all the things that are important that I want there because then it's a subconscious thing as well. You yeah. don't just want your conscious level so I'm constantly looking at it even yeah. without me going oh where's my vision board today? It's yeah. on my phone. So yeah, yeah things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> I love that. Well, I want everyone to be able to find you on every single platform yes. and be able to, and I want you to plug yourself and let everyone know what they can call you for, how they can get in contact with you. Um, so f- this is your chance, plug yourself. <laughs> so um, SMG Mediation and all platforms. I mean, I'm on YouTube, I'm on TikTok, I'm on LinkedIn, um, Facebook. What else is there? Have I missed anything? <laughs> all the different so. platforms um, at SMG Mediation and website is www.smgmediation.co.uk. And what we like to say as our tagline is refresh your day and mediate your dispute away. Hey, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Like, I really, really appreciate you coming here, explaining what you do, yeah. how you do, how you help people. And I want you back. You know, we, yes. we talk about coming back with yeah. someone else as well. So that's, yes. that, that's due to come. But um, for all those that are interested, um, make sure you connect with Selena. Yeah. And, and get that complimentary call. Definitely. 30 yeah. minutes free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you, Perfect. Alicia. Thank you. <laughs> bye. All right, let's take it. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.